0: Hi Vicky bro, I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for joining in. So for the it's listeners, I just want to mention that uh, Somji Chakravarti is basically into music production and uh, sound designing and graphic designing. And uh, he is here to talk with us all about the power of voice, the power of communication, the power of inner belief and thoughts, and how he got connected with music and how he got connected with graphic designing and anything with regard to the certain nuances of his life and the reflection on that. So more power to you, brother. Thank you so much for taking our time. I want to extend my deep gratitude from a part of my whole team that you took out this time to come here for this wonderful conversation with us and sharing your life journeys and experiences with us so that the listeners can reflect and they can uh, get those learnings that they can create an impact in their life. So more power to you, the mic is yours, the stage is yours. Thank you so much.
0: Thank you so much Vicky, bro. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Thank you. I'm actually overwhelmed that you invited me for this uh, event. So yeah, uh, I would like to start by saying that uh, music came for me first and Mm -hmm. the designing part of things came much later on. Mm -hmm. So I got introduced to music at the very young age, at the age of 12. I remember and it was uh, mostly because my dad and my mom they sort of pressurized me that you know you should have some sort of a extra co-curricular activity, so just mm-hmm. go out and learn something. Mm-hmm. So back in the day I had no idea what should I go for right. I mean everything is cool even if I see a, g- a guy playing a guitar that seems cool to me. <laughs> so I was like uh, okay I want to play guitar then they're like no 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 you should go and learn keyboard because mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know, we like keyboard, so you should also mm-hmm. go and learn keyboard. That was the whole approach. And I was like, okay, I'll go do this. And I joined a, a keyboard uh, course. Uh, and and things started from there on. I, I mean, initially, it was all enforced on me. So I didn't know about anything about music. But slowly, slowly, I got into the vibe. I, I came to, you know, I, I started exploring more. Uh, you know, artist, I learned what western music is, what Indian music is and all that stuff but after a point I thought key, keyboard is not my thing, I mean I'll tell you an example, so what happened was uh, uh, I used to take probably a week a week or two to finish one chapter or mm-hmm. a lesson and there was this certain chapter called prelude in G major which mm-hmm. my teacher he kept me hooked on to that for like more than I think, I think five or six weeks. So <laughs> every week I used to go there, and I was playing the same prelude in G major again and again, again and again. And he never used to pass me. He's like, "No, you have to practice it more." So <laughs> finally, after six weeks, I'm like, uh, "Sir, what am I doing wrong? I mean, why aren't you?
1: <laughs> why why you're not passing me? <laughs> why yeah, can't why I go to the edge now?"
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Why are you not uh, promoting me to uh, you know the next lesson? Mm -hmm. He said a very interesting thing and and it it, it got stuck with me forever. Mm -hmm. He said, when you're playing, okay, you are looking at your fingers. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, that's how I'm supposed to play. Mm -hmm. He's like, no. He's like, no, that means you, like, keyboard is not your instrument at all. I mean, uh, you know, you should be even be able to play with your eyes closed. Even if you can't Mm -hmm. hear, he gave me an example of Beethoven. Right. Mm-hmm. Keith Irwin lost his uh, hearing aid, but still he knew each and every uh, notes, like what, what mm-hmm. sound, what vibration it would produce, right? Mm-hmm. And that sort of hit me. I was like, okay, then that means this is not my instrument. I mean, I'm doing it all wrong. I have to go back to the basic, you know what I mean, right? So I sort of then connected back to, you know, why, why did I start all this? And is this really getting me somewhere, right? And then my love for drums. Came. Like drum is my actual drum and percussion mm-hmm. is my uh, primary instrument, mm-hmm. right? So what happened was in that same very uh, uh, school of mine, so my teacher had a band of his, okay, and he had an entire studio set up where he had his own friends, his own band members who who used to mm-hmm. come over the weekend and they used to jam and they used to go out to you know perform in events and stuff. So, drum always intrigued me from right from the beginning, but I was sort of that guy, you know, I have to uh, remain streamlined. If I'm playing the keyboard, I should be, you know, I should uh, uh, be a master of this uh, Mm -hmm. instrument, right? So, then after this comment, right, I was like, yeah, okay, then why not try drums? Because I have always had the thing for drums (laughs) right from the beginning. Why, Why not go and just play it? And then what I did was I started hearing my uh, started listening to my teachers when they used to jam right I used to very carefully listen to the drummer like what is he playing? okay And I realized that each and every beat that he's playing you no know, by default I can understand it maybe because you know I have learned uh, because uh, uh, this was like after two years of me learning the keyboards right So by that time obviously I I was in a certain level where I could read notes, I could read uh, the time signature, I could, you know, so I I could like if I'm if you were playing something to me, the entire thing would uh, that that entire arrangement would sort of sit in my head, and I could you know differentiate that. Okay, there are uh, you know there's there's one uh, level of guitar going in there, there's certain bass going in there, all that stuff, right? So all the technicalities basically. Mm-hmm. So from day one when I heard him playing the drums, I was like, yeah, this is easy. Okay, this is nothing. This is not hard for me. And then what it was They, they finished up the jamming Okay I stayed late Back in the class Everybody left Because obviously I had sort of an issue That okay If I go and play now Everybody would laugh at me Right So I could have waited I told my dad That, that wait I have an exam now My teacher is taking my exam Whereas my teacher already left. He left the classroom Okay So I waited back And then I went I quietly went And I took the drumsticks Okay And I tried to play That same song That my Uh, my my, uh, teacher's band was jamming correct because Mm -hmm. as i said that that entire uh, that entire arrangement was stuck in my head so i knew Mm -hmm. each and every right so i gave it a try obviously it was messy but it was not that bad Mm -hmm. if you know what i mean and that's when it hit me that okay i mean this is the thing to go with i mean i nobody has given me any sort of a reference of drums okay i have not taken one class but yet But yet, I have just heard them play one song and I can just go sit there and at least, you know, replicate that stuff, right? So, that's when I got the realization that, uh, you know, this is the instrument that I have to go with. So And then I started, uh, you know, learning drums. And and I would like to say one thing, my entire journey of music has been sort of self-taught. So, (laughs) it's not that I haven't learned uh, the the technicalities of uh, staff notation or western music notation on drums I have but that was much later on Mm -hmm. so I started learning drums just by listening to songs you know and and I somehow I cried in front of my dad that please get me a drums please get me a drums and he did okay he Mm -hmm. did and after it was all self-practice I used to isolate myself in home every day after school okay from four to six o'clock two hours every day was my jamming time Right, and I used to, every day I used to listen to 1-1 songs and my aim was to, okay, by the end of this week, I need to at least be able to play, let's say, two or three songs. Right, I used to mm-hmm. set the target for myself. <laughs> okay, I was going really hard on myself and that's how I learned drums and I saw YouTube tutorials. Back in the day, YouTube was a very uh, a yeah. new phenomenon. I'm talking about yeah. back in 2008, 7-8. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so YouTube was just coming in and I was so in awe of this, okay, so technology is with me and you know i can there are uh, can... there are those
1: people who can share their own experiences and learnings and they are they are these free channels where we can learn so much online yeah sure sure
0: absolutely yeah so so i was just getting exposed to all of that and mm-hmm. i was like okay this is cool you know but there are people like there's a drummer sitting in europe and he's teaching me virtually mm-hmm. right Things like that Beautiful. and <laughs> That, that's how I picked up and then what happened uh, uh, there was a band for me uh, so, I think so in 2009 this is,
1: so this is the power of technology Somji. this is the power of voice this is the power of communication this is the power Absolute of inner thing. belief and that inner intent and desire that I have something to share with the world I have something to offer as a value where I can create an impact in people's life wonderful go on
0: true true absolutely absolutely agreed so yeah, uh, then uh, the, the, Then there was. Uh, I met uh, Philips, mm-hmm. he was the lead guitarist of my band. So, we both mm-hmm. started a band called Aberdeen Angers. So, so talk was, a bit uh,
1: about uh, how this concept of starting a band came. This is very interesting. The, this is something that the listeners will uh, love to listen because there would be elements of team, coordination, management and all those things. Please go on.
0: True. So, the, the, this is another interesting story. So... <laughs> We used to have this uh, community uh, ground sort of thing where, where all mm-hmm. the kids from our uh, neighbourhood, they used to gather okay in the evening and we used to play cricket, football and mm-hmm. whatnot. Right? Mm-hmm. So, there, there was this guy. okay He was, I think, 3-4 years older than me. okay He also mm-hmm. used to come and all that. And we, I already knew that he used to play guitars. Okay? okay. And I was, and this is like... After a certain point, I have this confidence now that, okay, I can play some songs. If somebody tells me that, okay, play in this tempo, I can. Okay, right. So Mm -hmm. now, you have that inner voice telling you that, you know, now you need to collaborate. Right. You need Mm -hmm. to go out there, look for other musicians, do something, Mm -hmm. do some, let create some magic. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I approached him. I'm like, you play guitars, right? He said, yeah. I'm like, "Uh, will you jam with me? Then he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? And from the next day, he came to my home and we literally... From next day, we had that sort of a connection, right? We we stopped going to play itself. Like all those guys from the ground, they used to come and, uh, what happened? Why are you not coming? You like, did. no, 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 we, have, we have found a band now. We don't need to play anymore. <laughs> we don't need to play anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. OK. Yeah. So <laughs> then it was just day in, day out of practice. And me and him just going all in <laughs> on, like, whatever uh, creativity we could throw out on the table doing brainstorming sessions and you know and and this is like what we both I was like 13-14 years old and he is I think uh, 15-16 years old and we Mm -hmm. like from day one our mentality was that okay we can do cover songs but end of the day we need to make our own songs
1: beautiful so So you then that is the time when you started going more into producing uh, music
0: no 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 producing came much later on I mean Mm -hmm. the the thought of a producer yes it was it was like implanted in my head right mm-hmm. from those days mm-hmm. but those days it, like it took us like a year after that just to you know compile the band because only a guitarist and a drummer wouldn't do right so then we you went out the, to you need the of the team
1: also yeah you need exactly. we need
0: also. a good bassist and and that's a whole different level because uh, even till date finding a good bassist is the most hardest thing in a band yeah, Okay, definitely. you ask any musician they'll tell you because uh, as they say, like a bass guitarist is a master in usual guitarist okay, and then that's they shift to bass. Exactly. Right. So it's a, it's a very hard thing to you know be a master Bass of. So is uh, bass like is the bass.
1: soul of the band, and uh, if you don't have a good bassist, then the whole foundation it just ruptures into another thing altogether. It can just True. like collapse in front of the audience at that time. It's very important Absolutely. to find the
0: right bassist agreed agreed and and you know the interesting thing like how we found our uh, our band members is also one heck of a story so what <laughs> please, happened is please go on. yeah so what happened is uh, uh we were trying so hard to find the bassist, but we couldn't okay mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. in the end we were like no i'm, I'm not gonna care so we're just gonna go and perform just like that without a basis okay mm-hmm. and we went for our first event and like from the audience perspective it was a flop okay because <laughs> obviously you're looking at a band with one two guitarists lead guitarist one uh, drummer okay and one singer and there's no basis so obviously people are gonna judge you right exactly and and they did but but it was a really great experience okay because <laughs> only after that it was a great learning curve for us that okay now we know that we desperately need a basis and Interestingly, if we hadn't gone to that show, we we wouldn't have found a basis because there was a really senior band called Silver Tears from Guwahati. Mm -hmm. Okay, and they were also performing in that same. uh, What what is the
1: name of your band, if I may pitch in?
0: Aberdeen Angus. Like, I mean, we are not active anymore, but yeah, back in the day, we were called Aberdeen Angus.
1: Aberdeen Angus. Can you tell a bit uh, about the coinage of the word to the listeners?
0: Okay, so this, this is another funny story. So, <laughs> so what happened is, uh, same, like me and him, we were sitting, we were like, okay, now now we are making some music, but people have to know us by some name, right? So, what uh-huh. do we do? I remember where we used to jam, next to my drum kit, there was to be my study table. Okay, and in <laughs> the corner of the study table, I had a dictionary. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I took the dictionary, I was like, okay, randomly, listen, this is the rules, we are going to just open up on, uh, the, the one page. Okay, whatever name page. Yeah, whatever, um, uh, the, whatever uh, word comes on the top right, that is the name. Okay. <laughs> and we opened it, it came Aberdeen Angus. Okay. But but interestingly, what now let means, me tell you that. What it means, no, 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 I, yeah, yeah, I'll come to that. So, uh-huh. Aberdeen Angus basically means Aberdeen is a place in Scotland, right? Okay. And Angus is a, a breed of cattle, right? So, cattle, cows, okay. for example. Yeah. Okay. It's a breed of cattle found in Aberdeen. Okay. Now, interestingly, look at it, no? Like, They say no, everything happens for a reason.
1: Wow! Everything
0: happens for a reason. So I'll tell you what. So this name, why it stuck? Because then we were thinking that okay, if abandoning us, how do we relate to that to ourselves? Then (laughs) my lead guitarist said that dude, it makes sense. I'm like how? He said dude, listen, me and you, we both we we both are very bad at studies. Okay, in our (laughs) school, everybody thinks like basically in India they say no, gada hai. (laughs) <laughs> right, so we we are actually that breed of cattle only, dude. Okay, Aberdeen is in Scotland, but we we represent that. So Aberdeen Angus actually makes sense, but we are making music. We are a breed of cattle making music. It. Wow, man! Right, wow. and like wow, I love, I love That's... the
1: analogy and the metaphor, the way you guys are reflecting on it. Beautiful, wonderful.
0: Yeah, and 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 think this through. You know? Like we are just fourteen-year-old kid thinking all this. Right, and we are making originals. And uh, yeah, so after that, um, coming back to the event, so So I'm so
1: sorry I'm pitching in. I'm reading about Aberdeen Angus right now on Google, and mm-hmm. they are they are mentioning certain things which definitely connect with you and your mentality, your mindset, and your teammates when they were talking about these things. Aberdeen Angus are resistant to harsh weather. They are undemanding. They are adaptable. They are good natured. They are mature. They have a Mm -hmm. high carcass yield with nicely marbled. Angus are renowned as a carcass breed. They will always add value to the quality and the ability of the milk. So your milk is your music. And all you people are the cattle of a higher breed which is good-natured, adaptable, and extremely wise when they're going on that journey of producing or composing music. That is what Aberdeen Angus is for you, all our listeners who are listening to us right now. Is that making sense? Um, Yeah,
0: absolutely. It (laughs) definitely makes sense. You just teleported me back to my young days, like when we were brainstorming.
1: (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Sure, sure. What else?
0: So, yeah, like uh, that's what, so I would like to have another interesting, so coming back mm-hmm. to the bassist point, so uh, if we hadn't gone to that event, right, we wouldn't have found the bassist because there was, as I said, there was a much senior band uh, than us called Silver Tears and yeah. uh, after yeah. the gig, uh, we just sort of like, I, me and my guitarist went to them and they, their bassist was like at that moment, he was the, one of the best bassists in town, he mm-hmm. got like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, huge awards and he won the best basis award in uh, many events and stuff so I went to him and I was like uh, sir listen I am a huge fan of yours and the entire like the entire band I am I follow silver tears from last 3-4 years mm-hmm. but I need a help from you then he was really forthcoming and was like what do you need I heard you guys you guys are tight keep doing what you do it's just that now you are in your initial days, so don't worry about it just uh, mm-hmm. keep uh, doing what you do and we're like, uh, we need a bassist, can you help us? And he's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, bassist, yeah, yeah, I take classes, so I have so many bassists, I'll, I'll connect you with a few of them, give me your number. And <laughs> they took our, they, he took our number and then he sort of connected to a guy and his name was Raja and uh, he was then our bassist. Yeah, so finally oh, was, wow. due to that wow. event, we sort of ended up uh, with a bassist. Beautiful, beautiful.
1: What a journey, man, what a journey.
0: Yeah and uh, yeah and, and, and one why more and about.
1: why did you stop like why your band stopped if you can highlight a bit about that?
0: Uh, uh, as you know, like after my tenth uh, and most of the guys they were also pretty much of my same age, right? So in India, mm-hmm. as you know, right after the point, there's a you need to choose between music or between Studying. you know academic. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So because of that we sort of parted ways but till date we are really good friends and you know they are also doing pretty well and we, we we still talk about you know reuniting and you know going back to those magical days where you know fame, money all that stuff never mattered it was just purely about the music <laughs> so hopefully someday in the near future Aberdeen Angus would be back <laughs> fingers crossed so
1: I can I can see the Aberdeen Angus right now in front of me I've opened the Indian band's hub blog, blogspot.com <laughs> oh, Okay at, Do you see I, I,
0: Is there a picture?
1: I can see Philips on guitars and vocals Somjit on drums and backing vocals Zaja on bass and Anubhav yep. on violin Right? That's your band?
0: Yep, yep, yep. So I was going to come to the violin story So have you heard yep. ever a violin player in a metal band?
1: <laughs> I <laughs> I have heard a cello player. I think you were right. only telling me about that cello band Uh, from I think from uh, Sweden the Swedish band
0: they're they're, they're called Apocalyptica
1: Apocalyptica yeah so no I never heard a violin and uh, definitely I'm looking forward to hearing a lot of songs from you I don't know why you guys have stopped doing it now
0: (laughs) no back in the day it was uh, never about uh, you know producing music or you know distributing Mm -hmm. and making people hear it it was just for you know our own satisfaction like we wanted to become rock stars you know, this was just like going out on stage, performing for people, you know, getting that sort of an appreciation and that was more than enough. You know, as I mm-hmm. said earlier, that money, fame, all that stuff never mattered back in the day. Yeah, like, can I picture uh, myself now?
1: And what was like the uh, impact from the audience when you introduced violin into your music? Because you were into heavy metal and hard rock. With that uh, grunge yeah. and all and electric guitars and distortions and all, do you feel that the that the music of the violin could come out there in front of people
0: uh so basically our initial thought was that um, because after us uh, after one or two gigs we sort of realized that you know if, if we need to succeed we need to stand out right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so when standing out came into the picture uh, even our manager at the point he he took you know work on your originals don't don't focus on covers yeah mm-hmm. and you need to stand out there's a, and, and back in the day northeast the the metal and rock scene was booming so there mm-hmm. were like so much competition nah? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so when when that thought came into our head we sort of you know uh, rewind we sort of rewound it back and started thinking that how can we make our sound more appealing yeah and and still fit into that metal space right so then, uh, same my one of my neighbor, he was a really good friend of mine called Anubhav, and he was a violin player. Like I used to see him every day at 4:30 uh, or 5 in the evening. He used to walk with his violin case and go to his classes, right? So mm-hmm. I was just thinking, thinking, and then suddenly I thought that you know why not introduce like at least try and introduce violin into the you know metal segment, right? Interesting. Interesting.
1: At least violin like, is normally part it. of the classical music. Uh, yours yeah. was more of a western classical, like were you trying to get more into western rock, more like a progressive rock, like uh, something on the lines of Pink Floyd, something on the lines of Queen's, Bohemian Rhapsody something on those lines you were trying to portray?
0: Uh, initially, yes, but then we called him to our jamming sessions and he was like, yeah, yeah sure, why not? Let's experiment something and try stuff. And mm-hmm. then uh, initially we just started uh, experimenting with the raw va- uh, sound of the violin, right? Mm -hmm. And then one day By magic what happened is uh, Anubhav he connected The violin to the guitar amp And -hmm. the guitar processor and then the violin sound sort of went through the processor into the amp right it, it started giving that distortion that. sound
1: okay okay That's yeah
0: and that created a really unique tone like i have never heard of anything like that before Beautiful. at that point of time Beautiful. that was my thought and then we were like dude you need to tomorrow you go to a music store get a uh, processor for yourself okay we are doing this Okay, and that's how the entire uh, violin thing got implemented and then so, we so sort I of like feel, so I feel Samjit
1: at this moment uh, all our listeners they would be extremely excited to listen to that song that you're talking about which is Get Going and I have that in front of me if you give me the permission uh, I can no 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 <laughs> a player that's bit a,
0: of please, it <laughs> please, please, listen, listen, listen. why I say this because see we, we are already producing get going again okay so you are doing uh, that's it again okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah because back in the day as you know technology yes it was there but we were just like budding producers you know trying to make a mark right so we didn't get That access to technology back then Mm -hmm. so that output of the song is really bad like whenever I listen to it now I'm like (laughs) my god what is this so but but don't worry Uh, to all the listeners uh, Abed and Angus like even though we are not performing uh, we are sort of working in the back end to you know sort of recreating our original composition from back then like we have like six or seven songs with us and we are in the production uh, phase now probably it will take us uh, another uh, four months maximum to you know release it one by one, that is so yeah. W- probably, but, I'll, but definitely,
1: I'll... definitely, all the listeners who want to listen to the raw version of the song, yeah. which was the actual root, the actual seed, they can go yeah. on reverbnation.com and they can listen to Aberdeen Angus's song Get Going, and you will feel so,
0: yeah, the sense of yeah. get
1: going in you when you start listening to this song.
0: <laughs> thank you, thank you so much, Vicky. Thank you, so sure, much. sure, sure,
1: sure. So, uh, uh, let's talk a bit about, uh, you You talked a bit about your musical journey, how you found your own voice, your own inner mm-hmm. voice, how you find that connection with your instrument and how uh-huh. it made an impact in your life, how you find, found your band and how you are still working on your band and you're trying to reflect on the different experiences and uh, now when you are having that wisdom sense, you're going back listening to your songs. You're also in that process of producing quality music and giving a different taste into the different different music genres that are there and trying to produce something that is something where you can add your own signature, own value and you can produce a beautiful concoction there. So more power to you, more power to your band, all those wonderful things that you're doing. Now let's come to the second part where you mentioned that you are into graphic designing and all. Let's talk a bit about that.
0: Okay, so as I said, like after 10th, uh, because of uh, society, you can call it or parents or, you know, they they sort of, you know, sidetracked me into, you know, choosing a different field, like which Mm -hmm. can you know, produce money. Mm -hmm. So after my 10th in 11th and 12th, it was sort of that journey where I sort of, you know, uh, rewinded myself and started thinking that, okay, other than music, what can I do? But Mm -hmm. I always had this in my mind that I cannot quit music. That is mm-hmm. never happening. Even if it doesn't produce, you know, money per se, but end of the day, it feeds my soul. So mm-hmm. that will always go on. And you never know at certain point, you know, music also start um, might start giving me yields back, right? So that I need, mm-hmm. don't need mm-hmm. to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So after 11th, I so I sort of started, uh, you know, analyzing my trades. So I was also good in art, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought, um, see. As you know, in India, like all your, like when you're in college, everyone is talking about being an engineer or doctor or getting into law, right? Mm-hmm. All the mainstream professions, right? Mm-hmm. So I was clear from day one that none of these fits my forte. So I need to, you know, do something which I can really enjoy. Same like, mm-hmm. just like music. So in that period of time, I uh, came upon designing. And back in the day, in 2011, designing was still a very raw phenomenon, especially in mm-hmm. India. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean, we, we would have heard about it, but like, not many people it, were opting for it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, mm. but then that was one of the reason what I thought that okay, if I get into it now, then probably in the next five or six years, when when uh, designing becomes a mainstream stuff in India, I'll I'll I'll, I'll already be in the top, right? So <laughs> I, I feel that was a great decision I took back then. That I right from day one I went into design college, and that like, this was in Chennai where I did my bachelor's in uh, mm-hmm. communication design for three years and mm-hmm. that sort of opened up a new world for me because when you go to a creative space, no, you you come across so many other creative people and you know that, okay, okay, I'm not alone. Because any day for an artist, it's it's a big battle, right? Because people always demotivate you, they'll be like, Nay, what are you going to do becoming an artist? You're not going to mm-hmm. earn money, all that. So there's <laughs> already so much of negativity around you. Beautiful. Right? Mm-hmm. So, when you're going to a design college or any artistic space, like if you're going to NIFT, if you're going to NID, you will bump across so many like-minded people and they'll sort of motivate you. I mean, for, for example, I my strength was always visual thinking, you know, uh-huh. illustrations and things like that. There were other friends of mine who were good with softwares. Some of them were good with story writing. Some of them were uh, good with cinematography. Some of them were good uh-huh. photographers. So, we all sort of, you know, taught each other like, what I knew I'll teach my friends what they knew they'll teach me and this sort of elevated like like
1: you were mentioning about that that uh, particular word brainstorming you all were brainstorming together and everyone was learning from everyone so you were a teacher and a student at the same time Beautiful. Absolutely,
0: absolutely. That that's a very right way to put it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that opened up a new horizon for me. And mm-hmm. even there, like I use my musical, uh, uh, my musical uh, background. I even used it there. For example, like we used to make uh, short uh, short films and stuff like that. So they used to always when whenever we used to sit for pre-production and they used to be like, who is going to give music? I'm like, don't worry, I'm there. Okay, I'll I'll take care of it. <laughs> and then <laughs> Beautiful. so that sort of kept me going and uh, as you know now designing has a really good scope in india and as well as in the entire world so yep designing just went like that and, and it's been really good so i sort of believe in coexisting so i don't want to quit designing also i don't want to quit music as well i sort of you know believing believe in, uh, believe in uh, you know uh, continuing both in a parallel manner <laughs>
1: so you you believe that designing and music is something that uh, you connect and you want to have them in tandem there shouldn't be absolutely. any kind of demarcation there uh, because no, even no. when you're singing or when you are producing or composing music music that itself is a part of design you are designing definitely,
0: some, definitely. designing absolutely some. absolutely it's just that uh, when i'm uh, when i'm making music i'm designing uh, i'm designing a, let's say for example a voice or a vibration right and when i'm when i'm designing a visual okay i'm i'm it's the same thing it's just that the medium is changing from uh, audio to video right Mm -hmm. it's the same thing but the process is almost similar the process of creating music and uh, you know creating good design is the same thing for me at least Mm
1: -hmm. and what is that thing which is extremely important or relevant for you and what is that you feel or you enjoy when you're designing or when you're composing music or when you're drumming what, what is that thing that you feel deep inside that moves you that feeds your soul when you mention that word it feeds my soul what is that thing that makes you aware that creates the awareness
0: within you okay that's a very deep and really interesting question so <laughs> I feel what moves me is uh, I have always been a fan of uh, like so, something which has never been made before mm-hmm. so whenever I'm looking for uh, like whenever I'm going through my Instagram feeds or whenever I'm looking through some online blogs or you know new new trends in designing or music mm-hmm. I always look for something that is never not there okay it, it could okay. be like it could have a really small following base I don't mind so for me mm-hmm. for example in uh, music I, I follow genres that nobody has ever heard of before yeah basically.
1: when you were talking about yeah. those things uh with that guy, I don't remember his name in the room and when I came and I was like, wow, man, this guy is talking about such indie bands, rock bands, which I've never even yeah. heard about. But the, but the elements and the things that he's talking, they are so interesting. When you talk about using a cello in a rock band, when you right now when you mentioned that we experimented with using a violin in a heavy metal rock band a hard uh-huh. rock band, so that even sounds so interesting that I am I'm right now getting tempted, you have stopped me, but I am getting tempted to listen to Get Going and you are stopping me to get going there, but uh, I've after this interview is done, after this conversation is done, I am going to get going there, I am going to see and I am going to listen to those certain nuances of those violence and how it is making me feel. With that new concoction that you have uh, designed, you have invented. So I feel that uh, if, if we can sum up this whole thing, I think uh, you are an experiential learner, Somji, then you always believe in innovation, not getting uh, uh, satisfied with the thing that is available. You always want to, you always have that hunger towards uh, finding something new that is there in the market and something no, 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 that. Can... Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. Can I ask you that? Add up to that? that so, yeah, please, 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 go on. Yeah, go yeah. On. So, so that's what uh, for me. Like uh, even when I got introduced to like the commercial space, right? So mm-hmm. when I say commercial, I mean what sells, right? So when you, when you talk about commercialization, always this uh, like in the, the current digital era, things like followers, things like uh, likes, all these come into space, no? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But for me, like oh, like in the listener if somebody is pursuing music or design I just want to say that don't let yourself you know define define your work just by likes because today beautiful. what you are doing it might have let's say just 10 or 100 likes for the next 10 years but after 10 years what you are doing it could be like a movement beautiful so, I love that so I love that it's almost like a, new...
1: a small ripple in yeah. water and that transitions yeah. towards forming a larger wave
0: wonderful absolutely absolutely so so even if you go back in history and you do some case studies on uh, various artists or filmmakers or musicians mm-hmm. right so there are many musicians who 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 made like several uh, you know stuff uh, like way ahead of their time okay and those stuff like after their death probably after 100 years came into the limelight and that mm-hmm. sort of like made a completely new genre for themselves and they <laughs> like sort of people uh, you know studied them as a case study and they started following them so you know never never stop like whatever you're making if if it moves you okay then, then it should be enough don't think about what what is gonna do from the um, uh, consumer point of view if it moves wow. you that's more than enough for you I think, I think
1: there are two, three things that you are leaving for the listeners to become more aware is that if there is something that moves you, that comes from deep within you, that feeds your soul, just believe in yourself and the world will believe in you. And keep on inventing, experimenting, innovating. And keep Absolutely. on believing in yourself. That's beautiful.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Wonderful.
1: So I I'm uh, I'm glad uh, that you are sharing all these wonderful insights and definitely uh, when we had a conversation for the first time I became aware that you are the great storyteller, but uh, I was not uh, aware about this thing that you are reflecting so good on your journey and there are so many learnings that you have got from the reflections and the experiences that you have gone through your life. So kudos to you, yeah. kudos to you. So uh, knowledge. Let's, let's come quickly to. Uh, the last but not the least, I'm I'm very with a heavy heart, I have to say that because there's a dearth of time, I have to end the conversation in a while, but uh, I feel that you are like an encyclopedia and I can just keep on listening to you, keep on having a larger conversation with you, which we will be doing in the near future as well. But for the sake of time, for the the time management for the listeners, I want to ask you, Somjit, what are those major obstacles that you faced in your life? Uh, which today when you are reflecting on them you got some learnings you got some feedbacks and now when you are using them in the right manner you are creating an impact in your life if you feel like sharing with, with the listeners because definitely there would be some great ideas and insights that they can use in their own life please
0: Um, this this would bring me back to the the previous question kind of because mm-hmm. as I said you know that for any artist it's very important to sort of not Care about what people think and just create if it if it makes you if it moves you then that is more than enough. Mm-hmm. It's easy to say, but that entire thing is a process, and I feel every artist should go through that process, right? Yeah. And and that sort of is a great you you can say it's a process of enlightenment or it's a journey, and and that will only happen over time. Like if you're mm-hmm. if you're conscious enough to you know letting in a new new trends or you're listening to new new stuff and sort of you, you know evolving evolving around you with what you're creating and what you're listening and what you're viewing. So <laughs> only with that I think uh, yeah that that sort of was a great uh, uh, like now when I say about this right that uh, uh, one second so yeah so now, coming back to the point so now when I say that yeah this is how it should be done like you shouldn't care about what people think. It's easy to say but it's a very difficult thing and I feel every artist should do that. Because if you don't do that, then uh, the entire uh, the, the, the the commercial aspect of things will spoil you and it will spoil your art and that shouldn't happen. Because when that happens, I feel you're dead as an artist. You're actually dead.
1: Beautiful. So always feel that philosophical aspect to your art, to your craft. Don't just think of it as a medium to monetize something. Just be Absolutely. aware that... You are doing it because that is something that you feel connected to. And it gives you a lot of pleasure, a lot of happiness and inner inner happiness deep within you. And when you can keep on doing that, and you feel other people feel that it's very monotonous. Every day he's doing this, every day I'm doing this. But still it gives you that pleasure deep within you. That is really the purpose of your life. True, true, absolutely. So this, is, so this is how uh, we are connecting everything. Like uh, how you talked about your journey of being a musician, how you find your own instrument, how you find your own purpose, your own values, how you formed a band, how you connected with the band, how you're trying to convert your songs into another genre, you're con- uh, adding a great value, innovating and all. And in that process, when you're experiencing everything, uh, while we were talking about your timeline, your journey, you were also reflecting and uh, bringing out a lot of insights and values and the learnings and the reflections that you did on the table so that uh, it can help the listeners. So that was a wonderful conversation, Samjeet, and I, I hope uh, we were able to create that uh, congenial environment for you where you can share your thoughts without any, any kind of a milieu, without even feeling uh, hindered in any of the hindsight. And you just felt like opening yourself in the white manner. Uh, So I hope we were able to give you that environment.
0: (laughs) Yes, 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 definitely. And and I would like to say, Wikibay, this is a great initiative. I mean, uh, usually I I kind of, I'm a bit introvert. So I like Mm -hmm. to stay in my Mm -hmm. own bubble and sort of only Mm -hmm. like focus on my stuff. But when I, the name, the name that you've named of your podcast, Power of the Voice, that Mm -hmm. in itself Mm -hmm. was like very tempting. And that sort of provoked me into, you know, coming and speaking my heart out so yeah thank you so much thank you so much for this opportunity again
1: thank you so much Somjit, for coming thank you so much we had a wonderful conversation and uh, thank you so much for, from a deep gratitude from all the people the part of my team and all we just want to mention that thank you so much for taking out your precious time and doing this and sharing all your life journeys and the reflections that you did it, it's uh, extremely impactful and uh, it will create a lot of value for the listeners so thank you so much. And I'll connect with you soon.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Bye. Sure. Yeah,
1: anytime. anytime, Thank you so much. Yeah. Sure, man. Take care, bro. Take care. Keep walking.
0: <laughs> yes. Amen to that. Chalo. Amen. Signing
1: out. Signing out, bro.
0: Signing. Take care.